0: Hey everybody, welcome to another show of Adela Marcy Unplugged. I'm your host of the most as always, Adela Marcy, and today we have yet another awesome guest on the show. It's none other than, uh, than Robin Crane. Now, Robin was introduced to me to by my friend uh, Courtney. She's awesome. We really love her. But I surprisingly only just landed before the show, we've already heard from her husband as well, Trevor, which means we're getting double trouble from the Cranes and seeing what's up.
1: Robin, That's right.
0: Thank you so much for being here. But I
1: stand on my own. If you didn't like him, I'm nothing like him. If you loved him, I'm absolutely exactly like him. So,
0: (laughs) (laughs) you got your own hustle going, and that's what we love. (laughs) But, like I said, Double Trouble of the Cranes mean, you guys are going to be delivering twice as much awesome as you did the first time. Um, And I love that so much about you guys that you can have your own business and be yourself. And that's brilliant. Real quick shout out to our sponsors for the show, which is sponsored by Adela Marcy Unplugged, uh, which is, of course, sponsored by adelaMarcy.com. You know, the site is what it is. Uh, fun promo mess up there, so it's and also, uh, we're also sponsored for this show by RobinCrane.com, that's R-O-B-Y-N-C-R-A-N-E.com, links in the description as always, and with our guest here, Robin, hey, what's up, how's things going?
1: What's up, what's up? It's going well, man.
0: That's good to hear. I'm happy to actually have you on here, because, like, you've, uh, we've been trying to set this up for a while now.
1: Yeah, probably. That sounds consistent in my life. The back, back and forth scheduling, busy people—it happens. But yeah, I'm so glad we made it happen, and I'm excited to be here. Yeah, it's always fun.
0: That's pretty cool. I really love the fact that you mostly work with women, right? I do. Yeah, so you got the whole fem mentorship, F E M M, female uh, empowered money makers mentorship. That's your your thing, right?
1: Yeah, dude, you did your homework. That is awesome. Yeah, my fems—they're my femmes, They're awesome. And, uh, yeah, it's a six-month program. These ladies are phenomenal. They're service-based entrepreneurs and basically just ready to kick ass. They're very committed, motivated. They are coachable, and so they go and double, triple their income. Some people 10 times their income. It's pretty amazing. So very proud of those ladies and love love them with all my heart. I'm very, very lucky.
0: That's pretty awesome. Now, guys, for the men listening to this show, don't get turned off because it's like, oh, hey, she only works with no. Shut the fuck up and listen. All right, this is one of those shows (laughs) that you got to listen down to what people saying, because Robin is a true badass. How many bestsellers have you got right now? Because I know Trevor's got like a ridiculous amount.
1: Yeah, Trevor's one up thing there for sure. Um, I have four, four. For number one bestsellers
0: oh dude your daughter's beating you you gotta catch up I know my daughter's got
1: nine and she's 10 so she needs another one so she's a 10 time 10 year old number one bestseller but she's she's only a nine time number one best-selling author and I'm only a four time but I am 40 just turned 40 so it seems like you know the appropriate' decade. You know,
0: that, that's you how know? you're that's how you're old. It's like one every decade that's how things go
1: yeah you know it's like you gotta <laughs> roll with the punches yo i mean i got i gotta do some other things besides write books but that's what trevor does for a living you know yeah. so he helps people write their books so he better have a shit ton of them so yeah he that's
0: does pretty cool i, I really really enjoy that, that you guys have that and you do not look forty, which is cool
1: Thank you. And no one else can see that, so they're gonna have to take your word for it.
0: Or they can just look at the photo on like the you know oh, the image well, and be can... like, yeah, yeah. no, I'll... she doesn't.
1: She oh, probably... Exactly, exactly. That's not a, a photo from ten years ago, luckily. <laughs> yeah, only completely photoshopped all my wrinkles out now.
0: <laughs> How okay. did they know? Shh, stop giving my secrets away. That's <laughs> what we do with everyone. My face isn't that clean. Well to be fair, right now I look like a scruffy little nerf right now uh for my star Wars
1: to face because you only really show a forehead and a little bit of cheek so it's like you're Pretty good much. if you just you don't even have to shower you just rub a little yeah, bit of cheeks a little forehead and you gotta go
0: the eyes eyebrows forehead and just around <laughs> my noses i should be fine yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like very everything very else different. is
1: spit. exactly <laughs> oh
0: are you is that a fitbit or is that just like a bracelet thingy
1: it is a fitbit It is a Fitbit, and I just, nice Fitbit, man. Yeah. I just started this, and I'm very excited because I just got the Fitbit. My husband actually got it for my birthday, which was, I don't know, six weeks ago, eight (laughs) weeks ago, something like that. But I just put it on like a week ago, and it totally helps motivate me. And I decided to do a 30-day challenge, so I'm doing every day outside for at least 20 minutes. Last night, I had a webinar um, on mountain time, which is two hours earlier for me, so I ended up done with it by 11.30 p.m., and I hadn't done my walk or outside exercise so I went out with Trevor and we walked around the lake near our house it was awesome so it was our midnight stroll and I was looking at my Fitbit like you know checking it out okay am I hitting my numbers I did not hit 10,000 last yesterday oh. but you know I got 13,000 the day before so it's, it, it's it okay out.
0: see I think because I've had mine since uh, last Thursday because a client got it for me which is cool because mm. that's the cool thing about like how I build my client funnels is they buy me a gift to get me on the phone for 15 minutes
1: that's how you get them on a phone for 15 minutes they gotta buy you a gift
0: yeah I don't do whoa free.
1: I should use that that's well, it's,
0: fun it's a funnel I created so do you wanna hear what the funnel is guys I don't know if I've ever told you guys this but you're getting some free stuff if Robin wants me to tell you guys what it is do you want me to yeah tell you? I do I cool. do.
1: please please man so
0: I don't believe in doing anything for free because I don't like free shit at all because I find the customers there tend to be tie kickers or they're never gonna to take action I mean you get one in 15 or one in 20 that's like real gem hey I did the free thing it was awesome and i can't pay you right now and then you know 15 months later they're like i made a shitload of money here's some money i'm like cool that works but that was too inconsistent for me and i charge about 2500 dollars uh, upwards per hour of consultation time which you know i just look at your copy and my mouth just runs off and tells you what to say what to write how to sell and how to do all that it's ingrained for the last 16 years um I know. I, I, just an FYI, I've been writing for a long time. I'm still, I'm only 28 this year. I'm turning 28 this year, so... What? Yeah, I started writing copy when I was 12, so... Oh my God. Yeah, that's long insane. Time. Hey, I got nothing on your child, man. She's got like nine bestsellers and she's 10. She <laughs> made me look bad. Let's just put it that way.
1: Yeah, but you're you're young, man. That's cool. Okay, continue. Okay, this so, is awesome.
0: Right, anyway, so what I do is, there's two ways I build this funnel. It's like, if you do it direct, one-on-one, Um, anyone says, hey, can I get you on the phone? I do 15 minutes because I can solve any problem in 15 minutes and do the copy. I think the record is I've written, i verbalized a seven email sequence from scratch in 15 minutes. And awesome. they were like, they transcribed it, sent it back, we edited it, it was great. So That's what we so do cool. is, um, so the funnel I have is I get my Amazon list and a few other bits and bobs in case they don't want to send me something from Amazon. And I go, okay, here's the thing, this is how much I charge for an hour, it's 2,500 bucks. But if you get me something from my wish list. You get 15 minutes of my time i record it you barely talk before the call you tell me what i need to know during the call you shut up and listen after the call you give me any feedback if i sucked you tell me and i'll give you the money for the thing that you bought me because i wanted it anyway i've never had anyone claim it which is lovely so what they do is they do this with me i'm happy they're happy everyone's good and well and at the end of it, after the 15-minute call, because they've got so much value from that call, I always just say, okay, so do you mind if I show you exactly what we can do? Like, yeah, I was like, well, imagine I did that in 15 minutes. Could you imagine if I have a whole hour to do what I need to do? Like, mm-hmm. actually, yeah, so what's the price? So 2500 Based on the work that we need to do, it may take one hour. It may take five. And if okay. it's five, then it's like, oh, it's actually $10,000, not 1250 It's $10,000. Uh, 1200 or 12500 it's only $10,000 for the five hours. Plus I review and write You know, whatever you transcribe, I send it back, I do the edits, it's done. Now if you're a coach like yourself and seeing how you can do this and trying to get people into a high-end program, you can just say, great, that helped out. By the way, I have a high-end program that actually works directly with this and this is what you do. You just change the pitch at the end. But mm-hmm. the thing is, you're no longer doing free calls, you're no longer doing discovery calls. Yes, you will yeah. have less people on the phone, But it's like saying to you right now, would you rather speak to 100 people and get 10 or 50 if you're really good? You know, like 50%. Would you rather get 50% of people get on to the next thing, which is great? Or would you rather get on the phone with like 10 people that you know are hardcore anyway and nine of them sign up for your next program? And the one that doesn't, you still got something free for it.
1: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's just a a psychological thing.
0: But we've done this with cold traffic so far. And tested out this really weird VSL, which I'll reveal after the phone call to you. But it's such a cool little, um, little thing. Because I can't tell you too much, because this is shit I actually charge for. And it's quite fun.
1: Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's so cool. I love it.
0: But yeah, going back to the whole thing with Fitbit. Um, so I got mine last Thursday, I think, and I got it in the evening, got it around this time in the evening. Um, I did 3,000 steps on my first day, and I've averaged 12,000, 15,000, 10,000. And then yesterday, I did 23,500 steps.
1: Whoa! Yeah. We should be doing this call standing up, like moving our arms. Like this Vicks. is what like we just have to keep it moving, keep it moving. And my my daughter wanted to wear my Fitbit the other day, and she just goes <laughs> like this, like just shakes her arm up and down. I'm like, that's cheating! That's cheating! You're not actually doing steps.
0: Wait, does that actually work? I'm gonna try it that. It
1: would. It would work, I think.
0: I'm, I'm gonna I test mean, that out right now, just see, so like, cause I know I'm totally whole...
1: tested the theory, but I'm pretty sure it's monitoring your arm movements.
0: Hold on. You guys uh, can't see what we're doing, but yeah, we're basically. It, it looks like I'm jacking arm. off. Yeah. It just looks like I'm jacking <laughs> off in the air. <laughs> That's so like off
1: on air. It's amazing. <laughs> it, 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 from it from this end, it's amazing.
0: Pretty much. If you could only see, guys, it's so impressive. Sorry, I was going to make a joke right now, but I was like, no one else would get this joke because they weren't at the seminar. But um, my, my goal is actually more to do a cal- uh, caloric hit. Um, and it's actually pissed off my friends how much how many calories I lose just by being sentient. <laughs> badly hmm.
1: I don't understand that either because the other day I walked like 13,000 steps and I burned the same amount of calories as walking like 6,000 the other day. So I don't really get it. And I was working harder. I went on a hike. It was like mostly uphill on rocks and whatnot. And then I burned the same amount of calories that I did just walking around the block. I, I don't know how how accurate that is. But, but anyway, I'm not a Fitbit professional yet. But um, I, you know. Uh, I got so much training. hate for
0: posting my numbers yesterday to a friend. Do, do you <laughs> want? Do you want to continue the hate that my friend has for me?
1: <laughs> dare we? Dare we? Five thousand and
0: ninety-four calories burnt, burnt in a single day.
1: Whoa! Seriously, what are you doing, man? That's a do lot you, of jacking off.
0: I know, right? Just straight uh <laughs> straight left arming it. Um, no, it was uh, jujitsu. So I do Brazilian jujitsu, and then I was walking all know. day yesterday, so we walked everywhere. So yeah, that's thing. a lot. But yeah, the reason yeah. I, bring up, I bring up the health thing is because you know more than anything, um, health actually really contributes to how you think. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you found that. I mean, what are your books about anyway? Because we've really not gone into this. So you've got four bestsellers, what are they about?
1: Yeah, so, well, my latest book is my favorite because it really is very representative of what I'm doing now. It's called Make More Money, Help More People. Um, and it's the subtitles of Female Entrepreneur's Guide to Attract Ideal Clients, Close More Sales, And increase your revenue. Um, So it's geared towards women, but actually, I've had quite a few men read it and love it and use the information. So it's not like
0: you can't use it. But
1: I'm a big fan of of target marketing. I'm and I teach that in the book. And so it's very much talking to you know a woman service based woman entrepreneur. Um, But it's really about there's a lot of stories in there because a lot of I find that a lot of women um, we tend to have a lot of self doubt or lack confidence at times that affects our businesses. Whereas not that men don't have that, but definitely not to the degree. And I've you know, read several books on that too, like the confidence code. And there's actually science behind it as well, that we have the tendency to worry more like the, the way our, our brains are designed. So um, I teach something called the belief loan phenomenon, which essentially allows you to it really essentially means that your beliefs influence your behaviors, which influences your success, which again, influences your beliefs. It's like this figure eight. Um, and the key to Bypassing having to shift your beliefs is to borrow the beliefs from a mentor or from a community, um, and that you can just go straight to the action, straight to doing the behaviors, straight to modeling um, the different types of systems and whatnot. So you have a shortcut and then you start getting results and then you start shifting your beliefs. So I just found that it was really hard for me to change my beliefs as much as like I jumped up and down and did the thing. (laughs) Like did a lot of personal growth seminars, but I just I got stuck a lot, and so one of the things I focus on in the book is that mindset shift. But that you don't have to really change it; you have to do the actions, and that will shift your mindset as well. And so much that so much of what builds a belief, or the beliefs, are the stories that you hear about people who have turned their life around, who are like you. And so I tell a ton of stories about people, um, women specifically, who have some who are already successful. I have a woman who is making two million a year who. You know, she came to in my fem mentorship program, and then she did in seven months an extra seven hundred fifty thousand in the business. And then she did one, yeah, it was awesome. And then she did one video that I did with her um, at the event. That was a minute and sixteen second video that attracted a merger into her business, who bought her business for six million dollars. So within less than a year, of working with her, she made six million dollars on the sale of her company, and she's still working in it now. Now we work together one on one to grow that to ten million. But um, I mean, that's someone who came in successful and then I have people who really were on the brink of closing their business, you know, faith and hope, they're architects. And they were really at a point where, you know, they're, they were like so far in debt, they were not paying their lease for, you know, the, all these like turmoils and, 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 and difficulties in their business because they weren't making the money, didn't have much of a funnel. And now they've more than doubled their income, you know, and they have like a almost a half a million dollars in their funnel now that's just like outstanding contracts. It's ready to close. So there's a lot of great stories that build that belief and help people get inspired. But then I break down exactly what to do, specifically how to target your ideal client, how to drive people to the next step, knowing your stages of the sale, how to actually sell well in a way that's transformational and then build packages that that provide the most value to your clients. Those are kind of the main topics that I go over in detail. So it's really quite in-depth, but it's a lot of fun stories, too.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I love stuff like that because it's really interesting that, like, you can have all the all the ingredients to succeed, but you're missing – you have all the ingredients to succeed, but you don't have the recipe. Mm. And you keep trying different things, and you just make it worse. As, uh, as one of my old mentors used to say, if you want to bake a cake, make sure you put it in order. If you don't, otherwise you end up with a really weird mess inside a bowl. And then yeah. why your cake tastes like shit. Was like, yeah. Right always oh, fun, but like jumping off of that, I really kind of want to talk about a little bit more about um, your four keys to a richer relationship because that's more of a relationship hmm. with money more than yeah. Uh, well, it's also communication as well because communication is so key yet so undervalued by so many people because your communication with your partner can either make or break your life. Communication with your audience, but also your communication with a metaphysical form of money, meaning how you have a relationship with it. So, could we talk a little bit more about that? If that's cool.
1: Yeah, gosh, it's been so long since I've talked about that. Let's see if I can even remember it. But um, my first book was called uh, is called Mind Over Money Management. So it, it does focus more on um, your relationship with money and specifically um, goes into how, how important it is to have clarity of your money and tracking your money. And what I saw, I was working with a lot of couples, so I created that um, kind of download, the four keys to a rich relationship. But the, the main concept is that, um, one – is, is that we're very emotional when it comes to money. I mean, that's obviously a fact, and it's something that affects us every single day, whether it's the making side or the growing side or the spending side. Like, all aspects of money can be very, very emotional, and um, I think the biggest challenge people have is that they don't have clarity of their money, and so they don't have choices. So when I was really doing a lot of money coaching and focusing on um, working with people to help them grow their money, and not just grow their money, but be in control of their money, it really had a lot to do with having that clarity and to regain control by seeing that everything's a choice, like everything's a choice. The the iPhone that you have, the computer you have, you think, yeah, well, I need it for work. Yeah, yeah, I know you need it, but it's still a choice. Everything's a choice. And when you recognize that, it empowers you. So then you get to choose. And it's not just defaulting to credit card payments or defaulting to this, but when you have that clarity, then you get to choose. Um, so that's a big, big one of the four keys. And then Another one is communication, as you said, like communicate the way you communicate with yourself, the, ma- the way you communicate with your partner, your spouse, um, it's everything. I actually had a, a call with a woman yesterday. She's in my FEM mentorship and she said, is it OK if I use our call for um, for personal finance? I know, you know, because I usually help them with business now. I don't really do that anymore. And I said, yeah, absolutely. Not even personal finance. She said about, you know, communicating with my my husband and she said he's great like we get along well everything is great about a relationship except money and he spends a lot of money and you know i she's i have these money types i talk about my first book and one of them is a cheap chip and cheap chip doesn't like to spend a lot of money he's a hoarder you know and i'm a cheap chip and she's a cheap chip and wouldn't you like to be a cheap chip too no i'm just kidding but <laughs> um and her husband is more of a through sally like he likes to spend money he he like he's an over generous olivia he likes to buy everybody else Uh, a meal and take care of people and buy drinks and he's always just like purging his money and she's hoarding it and it's just they're having these issues. So what I told her, this is just a really good takeaway for everybody, is that as long as she's blaming him and thinking it's because of him that they have these problems, they'll never find a way out. You have to take responsibility and the, the number one thing is you have to stop blaming. And I teach uh, no blaming, no judging, no excuses as like these three rules when you're communicating about money. No. Even without money. But if you can come to it without blaming him and said, lift him up like he wants to protect and provide for the family and you tell him how great he is when he does that, how it makes you feel and you tell him that you're scared and that you're concerned more than you say you are spending all this money. Why are you doing this? Then he's going to want to come to your rescue and that's really like a form of communication that can impact everything and completely change their relationship regardless of the fact that their money patterns are very very different
0: yeah and I, I actually agree with that and that's something i did want to kind of jump through here like can you actually change your money type or is that just basically like a set default with some people it's like personalities like oh no i'm just this thing this is just how i am and they use that as a justification in crux to stay how they are versus going, okay, no, this is what I'm liking. These are the coping strategies I need to get used to get out of this.
1: You, you actually can, the money types that I teach. Um, I actually did a seminar a few weeks ago in Las Vegas and one of my clients, Lisa, she she was actually not doing very well in her business when she first started. She was like negative 300 a month and then she started doing money coaching. She actually left her financial planning business to do money coaching and she modeled the things that I teach and she basically modeled the FEM mentorship and started her own sister's program and it's all to help millennial women grow their money and get in control of their money and all these things. And I said, steal my shit. Like you can take whatever I got. Like use, she gives away my book. She uses the content. She's like, why reinvent the wheel? Like I'm cool with it. You can still credit me, but, like, I'm cool with you using it. Like, it's, that's what it's there for. So she teaches them the money types and whatever. She had been working with them for about three months. And then I had a seminar in Vegas. She's in, she's in Vegas, Lisa. And I just had, like, her do her seminar. It was the same day as mine. She was doing it one day. I was doing mine two days. And I said, let's do it in the same hotel, and you can bring them in. And so she brought them in just like when we were doing the money types. They retook the quiz and they were so excited because so many of them had shifted their money types. Like, so they, some of them who had patterns where they were more of a spendthrift Sally got clarity of their money and they started to realize they wanted to step into cheap chip a little bit and be more of a, you know, hoarder a little bit, be more of a saver and start to recognize that, those choices and make different choices. And some of the, I mean, sometimes it just, it's kind of like your core, but then your behaviors shift, but your beliefs might stay the same, but it totally can change. And I use it as kind of an an intentional thing. Like I used to be very, very cheap, didn't like to spend money. And I recognize that as very, very scarcity minded. And because of that, I wasn't making much money. I was going broke and $47,000 in debt, making a couple thousand dollars a month in the Silicon Valley. And I realized I was, I didn't know, I didn't have names for them at the time, but I realized I was scarcity minded and being a cheap chip I'm like, if I want to grow my business, I got to step into delusional Dan and delusional Dan thinks big, delusional Dan thinks anything is possible. Delusional Dan knows that like he can do it, but delusional Dan also gets distracted. (laughs) So if you stay focused and you're more delusional, then you can think big, you can take big risks, invest your money, invest your time, get mentors, get coaches, get help, and then you can get the shortcuts. And that's what I did to, you know, really like break through in my business. Um, so I kind of consciously step into the money types now that I understand them and that's what I teach as well. That you can consciously like step into overgenerous Olivia when you're being too scarcity minded and yeah, it's okay to spend money on other people. Like that feels better than sometimes spending money on yourself and it's okay to step into delusional Dan and be crazy, but then go take the action and follow through. So actually have you,
0: um have you got yeah, a go go focused Freddy?
1: I do not have a Focus yeah, Freddie. But... You
0: need a Focus Freddie for the revise, man. <laughs> well,
1: all the money types that I teach, basically, I kind of showcase how it's holding you back. So they all have a negative connotation. But I, and I don't even remember them because I don't use them very often. But at the end of my book, I talk about how you can kind of step into from Cheap Chip to Frugal Frank, you know, so that you use it to your advantage as opposed to your disadvantage. But there's Cheap Chip, Spent Through Sally, Over Genesis Olivia, delusional dan and avoid or al so it all has a a negative connotation because the idea is that hey wake up see how it's holding you back not like oh great i'm a cheap chip now i'm a good saver like yeah i'm a frugal frank like that just allows you to stay in your patterns and to continue to um stay where you are in scarcity versus abundance
0: yeah that's actually a really big one especially um i'm really glad that you kind of touched on these because it's Something when people actually do a book, they don't usually tend to go back and remember what they said in the past. And you have just basically kind of like revamped it also, guys. Don't fall into stupid archetypes. Use them as a way to get out of what you're doing and improve the positives. I mean, there's positives in all of them. You I know, mean, like, you know, delusional yeah, Dan sometimes. All of them. Yeah, there's a positive and negative in anything. So if you're delusional, Dan, as you put it, you're basically like the big thing. You're like, yeah, I can do anything. Sometimes exactly. you need that. Uh-huh. But then you also need to be like, okay, cool. Let's not go spend all my money on this idea because um, it's not smart. Right. Like, um, I know myself well enough, um, that I just love doing stuff for other people. I love helping people. It's like a very base thing for me that I love helping people. The problem is that I also like to buy a lot of stuff for myself as well from time to time. Mm -hmm. So the rule I came up with, uh, as I found there was a massive hole in my ship when it was sinking financially um, the way I did this was what strategy I use is can I, can I afford to buy this three times over? Mm. If I can afford to buy it three times over and it will not make a dent in my month to month income and spend buy it. If it does even slightly, well, be worried. Don't bother.
1: Mm, that's so, awesome. So yeah, and you just, followed it.
0: Oh, I have. Um, when wow. I, bought, when I bought my piano, I actually made sure that can I actually afford a piano in my apartment? I'm like, Yeah, I can I can afford my piano for my apartment. My rent's paid three months up front. Um, Everything's fine and well. So I bought a piano and it just, you know, it just sits here and I play it like every other day. That's cool. Yeah. God, music is the best. But that being said, kind of jumping off of that and really kind of looking at it, what was, what would you say would be one of the biggest turning points you've actually had like in a personal sense, not so much like in a business sense. I mean, that can be part of it, but like what really shifted it for you?
1: So um, what comes to mind is that a few months ago, so I'll give you a background here that some guys may not care to hear, but I I doubt you'll really care not to either. Um, So my husband and I have been trying to get pregnant for four and a half years. And so a few months ago, we were going through, um, kind of, like the idea was to go through an in vitro round. So like IVF, and we were going to do it twice to try to kind of batch, as they call it, some, some embryos. And, and then we're going to put them back in. So the first time, and I hadn't done it for two years. And when we did it two years ago, it wasn't successful. So we kind of took a break. And I was trying to do things naturally for my body and get my body ready. And then still didn't get pregnant. So we were trying again. This was about April um, this year. And so the day before the retrieval, which is when they take out the eggs that we've been harvesting in my body for two weeks, uh, it's a big day. I actually, like my business was going well, but I was just really hardcore. Like I wasn't breaking. I wasn't meditating. I wasn't doing, I wasn't exercising. I was just working, 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 working. I was loving it, but I was really, really hardcore. And I remember I got off the phone with my assistant and I was like, man, I really need to acknowledge myself that I've been working really hard and making a lot of money and doing really well, but also I'm going through IVF and there's all these hormones and all these shots that I'm taking, whatever, Like, so I acknowledged myself, but literally like, didn't stop, walked down the stairs, I was still looking at my phone, I was in socks, and I slipped all the way down the stairs, probably three quarters of the way, we have wooden stairs, I hit my, the back of my head, um, I went all the way down to the bottom. And my husband was on Skype with someone and he he hears me, you know, and then, ah, and um, he gets off, he gets off Skype, comes over. And I realize as I'm leaning over that I have blood just dripping down my face from the back of my head. And I started to get so scared. And Trevor's very good in emergency situations. And he was like, put your hands behind your head, kind of like a cop would, (laughs) would put you in his car your hands behind your head and just keep putting pressure on there. And I was like, honey, honey, I'm so scared. They're not going to let me do the IVF retrieval. Like, you know, we waited now two years to do this again. And it's like, there might be my baby in there, (laughs) you know? And he's like, you don't know, just like, let's just not focus on it. Just relax. Like I'm sure it'll all work out. Like he's never really concerned about anything. So we sat there, stopped the bleeding kind of, and then he got me to the couch and um, eventually, that evening, I went to the emergency room and got stitches and staples and whatnot. And luckily, I never passed out or anything, but luckily, the next day, I was able to do the retrieval. You know, we got seven eggs turned out. We got, you know, one embryo that was genetically normal and everything. And, and good news is it may have been this embryo, may not, because we put two in. We weren't really sure, but I'm now pregnant 13 weeks um, today. Thank you. Pass the um, and that might. Mark. Yes. <laughs> And that might've been, that might've been the baby right there. So, um, so anyway, that, that you would think that after that happened, I would have been like, okay, I need to slow down. But it took me a few more weeks before I actually had my own clients who were at, they actually volunteered at my event and um, I was running a fem event. And one of the nights they said, Robin, we need to talk to you. They did like an intervention with me, like, you know, they'd said it before so it wasn't all weird but it was like Robin you need to slow down you really need to slow down and take care of yourself what can you do for self-care and I one of the things I teach because it's a long story but almost done one of the things I teach is that um because I'm very motivated by you know pain essentially if I if I want to do something and I don't feel like doing it I have to make a consequence a self-imposed consequence in order to get it done sometimes whether it's making calls or whatever it is. So um, I teach that to my clients because we never feel like doing stuff. Now it's very very common for us to not feel like it. So I say set a consequence. It's more painful than doing the calls or setting up the funnel or whatever it is that feels painful to you. So um, Denise, one of my clients, she said, so Robin, what are you going to do? And I said, okay, I'll meditate. And my first inclination was to be hardcore again. I'm like, I'm going to meditate every day. I'm going to exercise three times a week. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And she's like, no, 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 Robin, pick one thing. And, you know, it doesn't have to be big. Just pick one thing. And I said, okay, I'll meditate. I'll commit to three times a week. Um, and I'll do that for at least 20 minutes. And I said, okay, and if you don't, Terry says, if you don't, you got to pay us each (laughs) $5,000. And I was like, what? I'm like, what? You're drinking my Kool-Aid. Like, how can you do that? I said, okay, that's fair. That's fair. I'll pay you each $5,000 if I don't do it. And that was probably, that was uh, four months, five months ago. And I haven't, I meditate every, every single day since. So, it was um, a wake-up call for me. They helped me to realize the importance of self-care and, and taking time to relax and meditate. And this is also why I'm going out every day out not just to exercise but out to be outside and enjoy the weather and enjoy um, the nature and everything like that because I think it's really important to take time and to envision what you want and to manifest things, not just work your ass off all the time.
0: That's very true. I mean, um, far too often people do that. Now, something I am going to share that's quite powerful. Oops, you guys might have missed this, but I'm going to just tell you what it is: the fact that you can actually use something else as a motivating force. Know yourself and know what motivates you. Like with you, it's you like to go hardcore, so there has to be a consequence in the back end. Whereas with me, I like fighting. I, I like there is nothing that gives my life more joy than a scrap. I don't know what it is. Like it's it's become more and more evident because. Um, I was doing a jiu-jitsu tournament, um, last about six weeks ago, six, seven weeks ago, May 28th. Mm-hmm. It was my first tournament back in a really long time. Um, and I, I'm in like the middleweight division. I'm at the top end of the middleweight division, but I'm like middleweight and a little bit chubby because I, you know, I'm I'm still cutting weight. I'm still getting in shape. Cause I'm, I'm naturally like 147 to 154 pounds.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like that's healthy me. I'm walking around 177 to 179 pounds right now. So well, it's a bit of a disparity, but I'm six foot tall. So it like sits really right. well. It's just that I know what it looks like. Like I know mm-hmm. what the differences are. So I'm there. And before I get into any competition, I have to kind of get into this uh, fight zone mode, which is I cannot be friendly with my competitors. I can't do anything like that. I have my headphones on, listen to music, just, you know, get into the zone for the fight. And usually I have in my own mind, I think I have a resting bitch face kind of look going on. Like, you know, <laughs> that's what I want. Uh, no, my friends were looking at me going, why were you smiling? I was like, what do you mean? They're like, you have the biggest grin on your face when you're right before you're getting into a fight. I was like, I do? They're like, yeah. I was like, I was going for angry. They're like, yeah, no, you you (laughs) have like a big cheesy grin on your face. You're bouncing around. You're like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And I was like, you have no idea what I was saying to myself. I was like being really like thorough about what I said. Yeah. Yeah. No, your, your face was telling a completely different story to like what you were thinking i was Mm -hmm. like oh fair enough so the reason to that story is that my if you have a motivating drive like i do like that um turn it so like you just say to yourself oh i bet you can't do this this is not going to be a challenge for you you're completely weak at doing this there's no way you can do it and i say that to myself if i cannot complete a task Mm -hmm. that means i can't do this task and there's someone better than me out there and i'm nothing And that drives me. The moment I hit those was I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's see who's the best right now.
1: Which is actually pain to you. So it's similar. It's just a different type. It's not a consequence per se, but it's driving yourself into like that. The most painful thing for you is to not be consistent with who you actually are, which is really most painful for everyone is for us to not be consistent with who we think we are. You know, so if that's inconsistent with you, it'll drive you to take that action
0: that's massively it's it's like a little thing so if you guys are listening to this right now and you don't know what your what your quote-unquote pain is to drive you look look for what makes you uncomfortable look what makes you get up and say you know what fuck that guy or fuck that girl i'm not gonna bother to do this i'm gonna go do something awesome that's usually your drive Find out what it is. With Robin, it's I don't want, well I have to pay you more
1: money. Well that that drives me that drives me too. But yeah, as a cheap chip, I don't like to spend money on stupid stuff that I know I won't value. I did the same thing with my assistant the other day, and I was like, Okay, yesterday actually I said if I don't get this funnel done by tomorrow morning, then I owe you a hundred bucks. Like it's like nothing, but it's like, hey, it's something that I got it done in an hour. Like it was just easy. So I'm like sorry to say I'm not gonna pay you a hundred dollars. Like just so you know, it's really not gonna happen. I don't want to get you excited. It's not a bonus, it's just a motivate me to take the action so um but yeah but that that's what drives and I'll, I'll actually give you a quote that really reminds me of what you just said um I once saw someone put this on a screen at a seminar and it said something like hell on earth is meaning the person you could have become yeah which is essentially what you're kind of saying to yourself like I that's not who I am like I was in at that time when I saw that quote it was I was not making money. I was angry every day. I was feeling frustrated. I was complaining. I mean, it wasn't me. And then I saw myself like in the sky, it was so cheesy, but saw myself like sitting next to a version of me who is super successful and helping people and making millions of dollars and making a huge difference. And that's who I knew I could become. And the thought of not becoming that was what drove me to my success.
0: That's really interesting. I love it when that stuff actually comes full circle. Like you realize it much later down the line, mm-hmm. you know, right away, if you're lucky. Now, I guess my real, my next question really for you here right now is kind of the idea towards, um, understanding exactly. Well, hold on a second. I actually have the question like written down cause I was typing it up. I was like, this is a really good question. I need to ask it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise I'm going to forget cause you're in the middle of the story. And it's like, don't want to just jump in now. Oh, that was it. Sorry. So what was like, the question really here is what do you find is like the big mistake people make when they're either writing a book or more importantly, when they're actually launching their business, men or women, like, what do you think is the biggest mistake they tend to tend to have? I mean, my idea is that they, a lot of people are perfectionists like myself. That's the reason why I haven't launched what I want to launch is because I'm trying to be too perfect with everything.
1: Yeah, I... I... I don't think I can come up with anything better than that. I mean, I was going to be more specific as to like the, the problem with the business, but I actually think you're right. I think the biggest problem is trying to get, especially with women, I would say more even so than men, but is that they're trying to get it perfect or they're trying to do it the right way as if there is a right way, and because of that, they don't take action. I would say also kind of to piggyback that is... A lack of true commitment. I think people think they're, they say all the time that they're willing to do whatever it takes, but what, when it really comes to what they need to do, which all they need to do is step outside their comfort zone, like all the time. And if they just stepped out there, outside their comfort zone, they'd have everything they want, but they're really not willing to do whatever it takes. So, if you're really willing to do whatever it takes that means you're you're so willing to be uncomfortable that means you do things that are scary which includes not being perfect putting yourself out there as good enough instead of this version of you that's not real that seems to be like what people are going to view you as do you think you have to be perfect i mean you have to get over that but i really do think it's it's this it's always fear that's stopping us it's always fear and the biggest fear i think is has to do with that comfort zone, meaning biggest fear is that we're going to look stupid or the way people are going to perceive us um, or that we're going to feel bad or it basically goes to this discomfort. If you could, I mean, the people who are most successful have been willing to be uncomfortable more than you. And I say you meaning you, the person who's not where you want to be. And I'm, we're all not where we want to be because we're always striving for more But I couldn't be where I am today if I wasn't willing to take those risks and be uncomfortable um, and actually start to let go of what other people think, Yeah, which is hard for me, which is hard for me. But it's definitely something I've gotten better at.
0: It has been one of those things, though. Um, And I think a lot of people actually have that ideal. I mean, um, and again, it's one of those things I find about being human is that we do always strive for more. Mm-hmm. It, it's just like an internal drive. It's uh have you seen the movie limitless?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. I, I love is that. that movie. What, um, Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. One, that's good. One of my, one of my favorite yeah, movies of all time. And there's a quote he says in that, that just gets me. He goes, we're trained as a species to overreach. There mm-hmm. are no safeguards over human nature. We're just trained to overreach. So you can get, this is the takeaway I get from it is that you can be, um, you can be pushed to a certain point point. And you can have a level of success that you only wished you were attained, But then when you get there, now you want more.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And it's not so much because you're greedy. It's just because like you become accustomed to a new way of thinking, living. That now where you're at is too normal and you need a new challenge to maintain.
1: And that, that is totally human. Abraham Hicks talks about that as well. Um, She's, you know, Esther Hicks, she, she does meditation and beautiful, beautiful stuff. But she talks about, I mean, as humans, like there's, I forget how she says it exactly, but basically when we have a desire for something, it shoots off, it's like a rocket, it shoots off, like if we don't have something, it shoots off a rocket of desire, which creates the ability for us to have it. And if we didn't have the, almost the, um, not negative association, but kind of the, the like if we were just satisfied with where we were, we wouldn't set off these rockets of desire and then we would basically stay stagnant and wouldn't be be getting more and more. So part of, you know, when people go into meditation and they learn this stuff and they get mad at themselves and beat themselves up for not being like, oh, I shouldn't be upset or I shouldn't be selfish or I shouldn't be these things. And instead they think they need to be just happy all the time like that's just not human. It's like we're always striving for more. That's great. But to be able to allow those spaces to set off your, your desires so that you can actually go have it. I do not not explain it very well. She's much better at it. But that idea is that she I mean, what she does always say is that that's that's human. That's we're always wanting more. We always want to grow. We have and Tony Robbins will say that too. one of our six human needs is a need for growth growth yeah. and contribution. Those are spiritual needs that we absolutely must have in order to survive.
0: Yeah, it, it is. And it's basically a lot of stuff that we can do that we don't do. But, you know, it's one of the craziest things about us that we are human. Now, my favorite question of the show. and I'm sure Oh, yeah. I don't know if you have actually heard Trevor's podcast. Did you hear Trevor's podcast? No, or? no. I mean, oh. sometimes
1: I can hear him from upstairs. You know, he's downstairs and he's loud as all hell. So sometimes I hear him. But, no, I, I don't think I heard your podcast specifically. Probably shut him out.
0: That's pretty good. I'm happy to hear that. Okay, so my favorite <laughs> question to ask on this show is one of my two favorite. The second, it's when you were, when you've had your ass handed to you by life, and I mean, really handed to you, Like you're, you're like, damn, am I really good at what I do? Like, what's going on? How do I pick myself back up from this? What advice do you give to someone? Or what advice did you take yourself to get yourself back to where you are and where you can move forward from that? Because it's debilitating being down there at times.
1: Yeah, I've never been there. Just kidding. Um <laughs> so, I'm too perfect. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Everything is always just straight up for me. No, um <laughs> the the number one thing is actually focusing on other people besides myself. So if I keep going focus on me and what happened and what I did, like I have the tendency, especially used to have the tendency to focus on what I did wrong or the mistakes that I made and try to go back in time and then beat myself up about it and feel bad and think what could I have done better? Like, cause I always want to be better. So then I'll go into this hole of, you know, disappointment with myself. Like that will keep you in the rut and take you down the downward spiral. So that's the opposite of what you're asking is like, that's what not to do. Um, so what I have to do is to get outside myself. I have to actually think about, Um, the impact that I'm making I have to remember that it's not about me it's about others like if I stay stuck in my own shit then there are people out there millions of people who won't get what they need to happen in their life because I have the ability to make impact like I have the ability to make a huge difference in this world. And so if I get stuck in my own shit, then nobody's going to benefit from that. So if I can focus on now, it's really easy because I know the women I'm like, it's very crystal clear as to who I help. And I just launched my FEM mentorship last uh, February. It's been about a year and a half. And I've had about uh, like 50, 60 women come through it and I've seen their lives change. I've seen the transformation. So now if I get stuck, I just think about the women who I don't know yet who are gonna be in my world, who are waiting for me to step up and say, hey, I can help you. And if I am not thinking of them, I can get stuck. If I think of those women and I imagine helping them, then I can get out of it in a heartbeat.
0: That's pretty cool. That's amazing. So basically it's put yourself at a, high, have a higher purpose than yourself and get into that space.
1: Yeah, huh. and focus on those people that you know you can help. Like if you've helped one person in your lifetime and you've helped probably millions, at least with the ripple effect, then just imagine who's the next person that you're going to help and sitting in your own shit and feeling bad and beating yourself up to defend yourself. For you know, we really use that as a defense me- mechanism to beat ourselves up. So, if you can avoid that, and it's not like it's not okay to be pissed at yourself, like, fine, go through it, but then. You want to get out of it. Think of that one person who you've changed their life, and now think of the next person whose life you're going to change. And what do you need to do right now? The littlest step, not a huge step, not like, oh, I got to make this huge funnel or I got to go to, like, what's the next step that you got to do? Maybe it's just get out of bed. Maybe it's to make a phone call. Maybe it's to send an email, but just do that next step, but keep focusing on the other people who you're going to help. And then just take, like, the baby steps. It's all baby steps. I'm a big fan of implementation versus information, and I believe it's all about just the next step, the next step, the next step.
0: That's always the best thing to do. Um, it's it's absolutely just brilliant how people can do that. Now, this leads me to my other favorite question on the show. Mm-hmm. So what three pieces of advice would you give to entrepreneurs and business owners that are either in a plateau or actually going through a hard time? In order to get their shit together, like, you know, not just get their shit together, but like really grow their business, like, what three pieces of advice did you give? I know you work mostly with women, but it's universal. So let's do it this way. Let's go two that are universal and one specifically for women, because there are women that listen mm. to the show as well.
1: So do you mean, like, so it's, it's a hard answer. It's a hard question for me to answer in the sense that, like, If I'm going to talk about business-wise, what would they do for their business, I can say technical thing like identify your ideal client. But if you're talking more like ethereal, like, well, what do they have to do? If they're stuck emotionally, mentally, if it's more of a mindset shift, I would say get a mentor. So it's like, you know, I would say mentor anyway because I would say that's very universal that if you're at a plateau – that means you need someone else to hold you to a higher standard to take you to the next level. It's not happening by yourself. It's not going to happen by yourself. So, um, And if you have a mentor and it's still not happening, maybe you don't have the right mentor, or maybe you have to just set yourself up in a better way. For me, I needed to have someone helping me really with the implementation side because I was an action taker, but I'd get stuck in my own shit. So if I can take little baby steps, that would help me. But I would say number one is to get a mentor, like the right mentor is huge. Like I couldn't have, I've had the same mentor now for eight years. Like I couldn't have been, there's no way I could be where I am today if I didn't have my mentor. And I had two or three mentors before that and probably five in between that I've, you know, for other things, like you do copywriting, I might hire a mentor for copywriting. I might hire a marketing guy, you know, have different mentors, but I stay with like well, one guy who keeps me grounded, like he's been awesome, and it's been eight years. So you got to have a mentor. That's for everybody.
0: That's pretty awesome. Okay, so I guess that's the first piece of advice. That's yeah, I do a
1: mentor. Yes.
0: Yeah, so that's the one. But the other thing. Okay, so I'll lead you a little bit better on this one. But the other two. Uh, so again, the other one's gonna be like mostly for women, and I'm gonna say more or less like gaining that confidence and footing in the marketplace because that's a big one I've seen with my female clients. Um, as in what advice you'd give to them, and the third, possibly because. Getting a mentor is more towards, like, an overall business thing. Let's make the third one, how to get out of an emotional blockage. Actually, no, let's not do that because you've literally told us how to do that, which is, you know, think of something better and higher than just, yeah. like go for that. Like, an actual thing. We can be like, okay, what do I do next in my business to make it make money and stuff like that. So let's do okay. one of those and one that's confidence just specifically for women. Guys, listen to this too. It'll help you out. It's just that women tend to have a little bit more worrisome because hormones and biological our
1: brain is actually designed differently crazy enough but yeah it's Mm -hmm. not it's not just hormones but it's also the way our brain is designed but um so i would so i go back to what i kind of mentioned i mentioned it briefly but this belief loan phenomenon idea and again if you imagine this figure eight your beliefs influence your behaviors which influences your success so beliefs so let's give an example so let's say you believe like one of the reasons you're stuck is you believe that you're not good at sales. It's just an easy example for everyone to understand. You just believe you're not good at sales. So what's the belief, sorry, what's the behavior that you're going to have if you believe that you're not good at sales? Well, you're probably not going to make those sales calls. You know, you might not go out to a networking event and, and make an offer. You, know, you might not drive them to the next step. Um, it's going to be maybe a lack of the action or it may be that you get on the phone and you your voice wavers or you don't follow a system or something like that right so that behavior or lack thereof affects whether or not you're successful in that capacity so whether or not you close a sale obviously if you're not making offers you're not closing sales right so then it just perpetuates that belief see i told you i haven't now made sales in 3 months so i pretty much suck i'm bad at sales so that's the that's just this what i call the crazy eight if you borrow the belief from a mentor. So let's say I believe you're let's say I'm mentoring you just for kicks. Here you're, you're okay. a woman obviously with a beard bearded lady.
0: Just amazing how <laughs> you know. That's what we do.
1: And so if you can if I say Adil I believe in you, okay? That's now my uh, my belief in you. And I tell you a story about, um, Allison, for example, who went from 200 an hour to a thousand an hour by repackaging her services. And she does, she helps people with mindfulness and yoga. She's very spiritual and she was able to, you know, five times her, her fee and provide more transformational value, completely changed her life, whatever. And she did that by this. And I, te- I, I, I tell you the story of that. It could build the belief enough, long enough for you to be willing to borrow my belief that the system works whatever the system is. In this case, maybe it's repackaging, maybe it's the sales system, right? So if you can borrow my belief long enough, just trust me, and you don't believe in yourself, you're not confident, you feel like crap, you think you suck, okay? And I'm like, so think you suck? So pretend that you still suck at sales. I don't care, but now let me give you the system that Allison used, borrow my belief long enough to follow that system, in my case, if it's a sales system, I call it the FCC sales system, Just follow it, read it on a piece of paper, follow the system, say it to somebody, and then watch, do it 10 times, and watch, you'll probably get a client. If nothing else, you'll feel better about yourself for taking some action, and then your belief starts to shift. Let's say you do get a client, you change that person's life, that person changes other people's lives, you have that ripple effect, and now you're like, shit, maybe I'm not so bad at sales after all, or maybe you just change your belief to say, the system works, even if I suck, right? So what it does, essentially, it bypasses this need to become confident, it allows you to use, x, which we women are much more external than men, and are more internal, so it allows you to use external sources, meaning you go change someone's life by using this system, then it builds the belief inside you, and then all of a sudden, guess what you have? Confidence, confidence. Now you have it and it's real, because you no longer have to borrow the belief, now you adopt it, and it's yours. But guess what's gonna happen tomorrow? another negative belief another limiting belief is going to come up again so you constantly need to have your mentor and your community around you to support you if you're a woman because like we're gonna have doubts it's just bullshit to think we're not gonna have doubts and we're not gonna lack confidence but instead of getting mad that i don't have confidence or getting upset that i have doubts so what just bypass it take the action get the result one of the ladies uh lisa who i mentioned who has been really successful she's the one she was making negative 300 a month and now she's done like 80,000 in the last, I think nine months. So she's, wow. she's done great. She was in the hole. She had to take out a hundred thousand dollars out of her 401k just to like live for a few years. So now she's doing great. And we have a little language in our FM community called the swamp. The swamp means when you're in the swamp, it means you're stuck. You feel like shit. You're not confident. You, you, you like can't see, you don't have visibility. You feel like everything around you just sucks and you can't get out right? And our job being in the mentorship together and my job as a mentor is to throw you the rope, pull you the fuck out, you know, get out of that damn swamp. But but to know that the only way to success is through the swamp. So you got to go through the swamp. If you want to grow and you want to have true fulfillment, you're going to go through the swamp. So I tell my, my clients this to expect to be in the swamp and to take the action anyway, even though you might feel like shit or you might lack confidence. And I swear, Lisa, she's on our WhatsApp group every day, like not every day saying I'm in the swamp, but at the beginning, it was probably daily where she was like, I'm in the swamp, I'm in the swamp, but I'm gonna go close this client. And she'd borrow my belief, she'd borrow the lady's belief, she'd take the action, she'd close a client, and now she's not in the swamp anymore, and then she'd be in the swamp. And you know what I mean? So we we ladies especially, you know, we go in the swamp. It just feels like crap. But instead of trying to change your mindset all the time and start to have these positive beliefs and feel confident first go follow the systems at work take the action get the result and then you don't have to borrow them anymore
0: yeah that's actually super smart in a way to do that far too many you. people don't actually do that and i love the fact that you actually have the word the swamp as well because that characterizes it and keeps it as um it humanizes it if you can humanize something and see it what it is, your brain can overcome it because when it's not got a name or an image, I don't know about you, but it seems like an overwhelming gigantic thing and you go, No, it's a swamp and you're like, Oh, that's just a tiny little bit of water with a little bit of mud in it, and that's all it is. I can get out of that. It's fine. I'm human.
1: Yeah. And not to mention that that's the only path to success, like true success. You have to, like who has made it, who has really made, made it, who's been successful, who has not gone through the swamp. There's not one person in this universe who has gone, who is who has made it and been fulfilled and not gone through the swamp. Like nobody, nobody. So it also, we tend to, again, I, if I'm talking about women, we have the tendency to judge ourselves much more than men and get down on ourselves. And so it also allows you to have that language, like it's no big deal. Like, I'm in the swamp. You're like, sweet, because I can't wait to get to the other side, and now you're gonna have more success. Versus I'm stuck, I feel like shit, uh, I can't do this. And now you just sound negative. Now you just sound like you're being negative, and then people start to judge you, and you're afraid of the judgment. In our community, it's like I'm in the swamp. We're like, sweet, let me help you out. What do you need? Let me get you out of the swamp and like watch how much how much success is on the other side. It's really awesome and it's really easy, and it, it just allows us to embrace the swamp without the judgment so that we can actually ask for help without feeling like, Oh my God, I'm embarrassed to ask someone to actually help me. Like it's, it's so it does the name really helps. And also it, it allows us to um, not feel so vulnerable about it.
0: Yeah. It's an amazing thing that people, that very few people actually even look at. And just something you said right there is when you can ask for help, which is the hardest thing to do at times. I hate asking for help. For the moment you ask the right person, you'd be surprised what doors open for you. Yeah. And it's just incredible. But guys, uh, Robin, thank you so much for your time today.
1: Yes. Yeah, um, awesome, man.
0: I think we got all three. I think we did get all three. I think
1: I did too, but. Um, Do you, you want to jump in for a third? What was you you had said something specific about the third, but I forget what it was.
0: It was something basically that someone can do as part of their business, like finding their customer oh, or
1: something. Yeah, let me let me let me touch on that really quickly. Yeah, I, w- I I I'm a big fan of targeting your ideal client, and it's very cliche, but I think people. They know that and niching and all that. Everybody knows that, but it's very difficult for people to do that when they think that they're not making enough money and they're in the hole and they're stuck and all that. Um, They think, oh, I can't limit myself and God forbid, you know, "I, I don't work with everyone but it is the way out of that hole. It's the way out of being stuck because when you niche and when you target that ideal client and you actually get obsessed with their problems, get obsessed with the challenges they have and you communicate that, obviously you know because that's all the copy is. Like copy is hitting the problems and, and hitting the results and if you can communicate that like deeply at a deep level where you're talking about things that you're they would maybe even be embarrassed to tell you and you're talking specifically to that ideal client, you can attract anyone from nothing. Like literally, you could get something out of nothing by like sending out a post by doing a video you don't have to even spend marketing dollars and it will work to start getting you appointments and appointments equals money eventually appointments if you can sell at all (laughs) appointments will equal money so i think that's very overlooked and that's i would imagine not knowing your copy but knowing how good you are at it is that Like you have to know your ideal client and you have to get to the deep, 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 deep problems or otherwise, like how the hell you say anything about and, you know, driving them to any, like any sort of call to action won't work. Am I right on that?
0: Massively massively to do that i'm also going to add a little point here don't always just focus on their pains also look at what they'll be driven to by pleasure because if you combine yeah. the two together it's insanely powerful yeah but uh we'll cover this on another show because i'm actually going to be starting something called the mailbox monday guys mailbox Mondays. basically you send me an email or a message uh through my site adamarcy.com with the subject line mailbox and we'll shoot a video uh, we'll shoot an actual podcast for you on mondays and release that. This is actually the first time I'm talking about this. I've just only realized I've not really told people that we're doing a Mailbox Monday now. But it's why I'll be going through this stuff. It's only going to be like 10 minutes at a time. But it's going to be cool. Robin, it's been awesome and a real pleasure having you on the show. I'm glad that you actually managed to make it on. I hope to get you you. on here in the future.
1: Yeah, let me know, man. It's super awesome. Thank you.
0: Cool. Guys, as always, uh, go check out robincrane.com. That's R-O-B-Y-N-C-R-A-N-E.com. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're male or female, honestly. If you're female, cool. This is a great place for you to go. If you're a guy, go check out her stuff anyway. It's universally applicable. You may not be able to work with Robin one-on-one, but you can still learn from her teachings. That's actually the big stuff that you always want to look at. And as always, com, where this show is being streamed and a bunch of others. Go check them out today. But Robin, again, thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you, thank you. And just one more thing. If they want to get the free book, did I did I lose
0: right, it? No, we, we didn't actually talk about the free book. No, yeah, let's, let, can I still give it away? Pass- Hells, yeah, we can. That'd be awesome.
1: Okay. I just wanted to give it away in case you're still listening because if they do, I mean, if they are, they still, they get the, the, the big bonus is you can get the, the book. You can download it for free. I want to just give it away and it's robincrane.com forward slash free book. Very simple, but, um, it's, you get the whole book plus you get all these bonuses and, uh, videos, webinars, things like that. And you can just, you know, have, have a field day with it. <laughs> Enjoy it. Yeah.
0: It's a pretty awesome thing and thank you so much I'm going to be heading over there as well so guys go check out com forward slash free book or is it book? Got it. Free book. It's free book. Yep, yeah, free book. So links as always will be in the description guys check it out and I'll uh, speak to you guys soon. Robin, thanks again.
1: Thank you.